good afternoon uh, today i'm going to discuss about photovoltaic panes or solar panes so uh, we all know we need to first create new cleaner sources of energy rather than burning fossil fuels solar energy is arguably the most abundant source of energy on our planet each particle of sunlight called photon that reaches earth contain energy that fuels our planet theoretically each uh, our enough solar radiation hit surface of earth to fulfill our global energy needs for an entire year but most of our global energy which emits lots of co2 is harvested from fossil fuels rather than solar energy which can drastically reduce our carbon emissions we can convert solar energy to electricity using photovoltaics basically we can divide photovoltaics into three generations first generation is crystalline silicon based solar panels which are very often seen the second generation are solar cells of cigs and cadmium tellurium and various silicon form as amorphous silicon or micro crystalline silicon etc and whereas third generation is the latest technology which is being worked on worked on like perovskite quantum dot and hydrogen producing solar panels so now let's talk about silicon solar panel there are over uh, there are the existing photovoltaics widely used and are based on crystalline silicon they work quite well and the efficiency of module approach is over 20% this means we can generate enough power we need but the problem is the cost of producing power which is still a lot compared to burning fossil fuels the solar panels are bulky and occupy lot of space which leads to the integration of thin film technology thin film provides a way to synthesize solution based solar panels this technology which which will cause the material with promising efficiency and advantages like lightweight low cost and bulk area processing the techniques that can be used is spin coating inkjet printing and spray coating and many more the basic idea of solar paint is that they can be applied on a substrate unlike silicon based solar panels to generate electricity imagine if using uh it has a layer on windows or glass or any other construction buildings which would give us shade at the same time produce electricity these are the best efficiency of difficult uh, of different type of solar cells since both the second and third generation comes under photovoltaic paint the second generation have good properties but they contain contaminants during fabrication process material used are hard to find also some of the materials are toxic whereas third generation gives little less efficiency than second but the manufacturing process have comparatively less impact on environment they use organo compound which are easily found and the cost is minimal now we will talk about types of solar panels the first one here is 
the solar hydrogen belt. It traps the moisture from air and produces hydrogen, which is clean source of energy. This paint has molybdenum sulfide that can absorb moisture and titanium oxide helps the paint to use solar energy to break down the absorbed moisture to H2 and oxygen. This is a very latest technology. Studies are still going on this topic. And the second one is the quantum dot solar cells. These paints have particles of nano size, but these are not cheap to manufacture as we are talking about nanoscale particles. They use cadmium sulfur and cadmium selenium, which absorbs light and activate titanium oxide to convert electricity. The quantum dots are suspended in a water alcohol mixture and made into spreadable compounds. Today, photovoltaic solar cells absorb a photon of sunlight. The energy gets converted to at most one electron and the remaining energy is lost. But quantum dot yields as many as three electrons from one high energy photon of light, sunlight. Now, we'll talk about the perovskite solar paint. Perovskite solar paint can be used to produce panels that are flexible and, and thin. This can be produced in normal factory setting. This can be mass produced by printing. So how does this perovskite solar paint work? Well, firstly the term perovskite refers to the polymorphic crystal structure ABX3. The single crystal looks something like we will be discussing it. So now we have two or three dimensional structures and a cubic structure superimposed on octahedral structure. On each corner of cubic structure we have is AR methyl ammonium or formamidinium. Octahedral structure have X which can be chlorine, bromine or iodine. And at last it is the center there is B which is lead. Theoretically we can use a range of different chemicals for the best performance in visible light. This combination will be most ideal. So now that we know what a perovskite actually is, we can look onto the photovoltaic properties. And in order to generate any electricity, we have we are we kind of have to bandwidth it between other material. We start off with the perovskite layer and sandwich it between an electron transport layer and the whole transport layer. We then sandwich them between two layers, the glass and indium tin oxide layer and metal aluminium layer. Then what happens is the sunlight shining from the top on indium tin oxide and electron transport layer and heats the perovskite. If we turn the structure on the side, we can use this to visualize different energy levels present in different layers. We'll start from the far side. Here we have the metal layer which has a relatively high energy level. We know electrons tend to go to lower energy levels from a higher energy level. So it jumps to a whole transport layer which is a lower energy level. 
so then it form to then it will jump to the perovskite layer which is a further lower energy level then we can see there are lesser energy levels now comes the sunlight into picture which energizes the electron to go to higher energy level in perovskite once it is on p junction it has electron transport layer to which the electron can jump depending on chemicals we use which says we can use different materials for different intensities of light we can turn our perovskite layer depending on intensity of light which is a pretty amazing property with this property we can tune our perovskite to utilize the moonlight as well now we know how perovskite works we can look about how ink is made the surface glass indium oxide and electron transport layer are made up of made of made up already to make the ink we mix up large quantities of different chemicals given then spraying on first two layers maintained before spraying causes the crystal structure to form it is slow so we use ether that fastens the crystallization then we remove the ether by heating it then we need to solder hold the heat hole transport layer and metal layer for hole transport layer we need to mix the following organometallic compounds once we mix we drip a little bit onto the panels made and rotate it with around 3000 rpm in order to make a nice even layer then for the final film of metal to attach we need to heat metal to very high temperature in vacuum that will cause the metal to unstick metal atom from the bulk and stick on top of the panel that given us the complete scenario of how perovskite solar paint is made this paint still need to be applied on a proper substrate we can't just put it straight on house but these paints are a way to new cheaper and eventually will become more efficient in the way of making solar panels which are extremely flexible and robust that can be attached to any section of the house thank you